Welcome to Upworth United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Debbie Weatherspoon. On Sunday, November 19th, we celebrated our congregation's commitment of financial stewardship, concluding our Abundant Life worship series. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving and hope that your gratitude will be in abundance. In this scripture reading from the Tree of Life version, you'll hear Jesus referred to by his name in Hebrew, Yeshua. The faithful hear the shepherd's voice. Amen. Amen, I tell you. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters through the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. The shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Yeshua told them this parable, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So Yeshua said again, Amen! Amen, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All those who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone comes in through me, he will be saved. He will come and go and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Our heart cries, be magnified, O oh, in this your holy temple and this your holy place, and we will rise to Zion high, to praise and glorify, unify, oh how we love you, oh how we praise you, oh how we worship, Oh, Lord, oh, how we love you. Oh, 
praise you. Oh, how we worship. Oh, in this your holy temple and this your holy place, and we will rise to Zion high to praise and glorify, unify. Oh, how we love you! Oh, we praise you. Oh, how we worship, oh, Lord, oh, how we love you, oh, how we praise you, oh, how we worship, oh, Lord, oh, how we love you, oh, we praise you. Oh, how we worship, oh, Lord, Lord, we love you, yes, we praise you, oh, how we worship, of our hearts, let's begin there. I invite you to find that reflective space where you can ask yourself this question so that we can each get in touch with a felt gratitude. This was a spiritual practice for me this week and I want to share it with you. You may want to close your eyes 
or just have your eyes focused on the cross or whatever helps you to feel very centered. I breathe in God's love. I breathe out God's love. Do that a few more times. Notice for what I feel thankful right now. I remember what this is. I savor it. I breathe it in deeply and I give God thanks. Can I now call to mind nine further things in the gift of my life that I am thankful for right now? I thank God for each of them, counting them off on my fingers as a child. I finish with 10, and my hands are completely open. I raise them to praise the God of all gifts. Thank you. Eyes and hearts are open. They say it all begins with gratitude. At our staff meeting this week, when I saw that Charles was going to sing that hymn before I preached, I said, I have to preach after that? <laughs> and now the word is, I better preach after that. <laughs> it all starts with gratitude. So thank you. I serve on a committee meeting with people pursuing pastoral ministry. It begins with their calling. We ask, what is your call story? And I remember when I was before this committee long ago and far away, and I was asked to describe my calling. My answer, two words, grateful response. And the district superintendent said, say more about that. I said, I believe God is calling me to act with compassion, to serve with compassion. And he said, compassion, that's definitely needed in the church. I have summed up my call in ministry, calling to ministry with two words, grateful response. Others have been merciful with me, and I have learned that I am loved that I am accepted, and that I am forgiven. And I have a grateful response. I have learned that so that I may tell you to extend the invitation for you to remember that you are loved, accepted, and forgiven. God has shown you mercy. In another church, you might 
want to respond to that. <laughs> you, you, um, for those of you who are just meeting me for the first time, I spent um, six years before I came here on a leave of absence from pastoral ministry, and um, I am also married to a pastor, so I was worshiping where my husband serves in the congregation, and um, after six years, I learned to respond <laughs> to, to the preaching, and uh, so it's just a thing. So whatever serves you and is good for you, but I'm just saying that God has shown you mercy, <laughs> and God has found you, and you will never be lost in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> All right. And all we can do is to go and do likewise. God calls us to offer the world a vibrant, welcoming community. God calls us to offer care to one another as well to neighbors near and far. And sometimes they even go on a field trip and just come on here. So we were so glad for our neighbors that have come to worship this God of abundance. We are a compassionate community and we want to offer that out to others in true, abundant life. But there is one more step. Abundance isn't genuine abundance unless and until it is shared by all. Every child of God deserves the opportunity to enjoy the gifts of abundant life. And our congregation is devoted not only to community and compassion, but also to God's justice and love. The justice and kindness declared by the ancient prophets, Micah 6.8, which is, you sang it last week, Micah 6.8 to do justice. See, if somebody says, I don't know scripture, you do. <laughs> And Amos 5:22 through 24, these prophets, they talk about justice and love, and we want to be about that justice and love. And the love that de was declared by Jesus as the greatest commandment of all, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself, Matthew 22:34 34 through 40. And our neighbors are all our neighbors, not only Christian neighbors, in Jesus' Good Shepherd teaching, indeed, just a few verses after he casts his mission as providing abundant life, he goes out of his way to warn us against exclusionary presumptions. I have other sheep, he says. They're not all right here. They're not all right here in this fold. But it doesn't mean that they're outcast or they're judged. It's just that it's bigger than even you can imagine. We dare not put limits, religious or otherwise, on God's justice and love. Our neighbors, and not only the ones we like, or who like us. When Jesus referenced, love your neighbor as yourself, he was quoting Leviticus, of, I know of all the books, right? But Leviticus, <laughs> in which the larger sentence reads, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone, but love your neighbor as yourself. Each of us individually contributes to that mission. The mission is none other than Jesus' mission. 
God's mission. The world needs more justice and love, and our generosity helps us make this kind of just and loving work possible. It's a commitment, and it's rooted in gratitude, and it grows with our grateful response. Los Altos United Methodist Church, a church that I served for 11 years, has a tradition of a Thanksgiving Eve service. It's a favorite. It's always full to overflowing, primarily because it's a youth choir reunion. It's especially heartwarming for the freshman students who have gone away from home and come back for the first time. It's almost a rite of passage. And when Pastor Dirk finishes preaching, he, he's learned over the years to say, now in a moment, we're going to invite the youth choir and alumni to come forward to sing the song that we always sing here. So I have to give the benediction now because once everyone's gathered all together, they wanna to hug each other and talk. Nine years ago, our eldest son, when he was in junior high choir, he was in the front and he was singing this traditional song. And it, it's really exciting when you're just in junior high and you're just like this little choir and that all these people are coming up and we're all gonna sing because it matters to them. It's in their heart, it's what they do. And recently this video popped up for me and it reminded me of their song. And I wanna close with some of the lyrics of this original song that's been sung on Thanksgiving Eve for over 40 years. It was composed by somebody who was on staff at that time, Paul Spenson. I'm going to put a link to the, a, a video of them singing it, one that they created during the pandemic in, um, in our weekly e-news. So as I close, I invite you to return to that grateful pose, which we opened, with your open hands and your open heart and hear these words. If this should all disappear, we'd still be rich, I'm sure. If we give and share love and care, we never will be poor. Thank you, Lord, for simple things. We've been so richly blessed for our wealth is found in what we are and not what we possess.